Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT as well as the act frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Hey, sister. Hey, I'm your BFF, Heather, and I'm here to remind you that you, my friend, can do hard things. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have to tell you that I absolutely love it when you email pictures of yourself doing something that is especially difficult for you. It always makes me smile because I know from experience that everything is hard until it's not. And if you really want something, you will find a way. If you don't, you will find an excuse. So no more excuses. We are going to do the hard things. Today's Bible verse is from Psalm 139, 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And I thought about this because I want to remind you, you are fearfully and wonderfully made and you can do anything that you put your mind to. You can do it. So You can do hard things. I want to see more of hard things. I want to see more images of you doing things with big smiles on your faces because that makes me so happy. You cannot even imagine. And if you want another reminder of God's faithfulness and you doing, you can do hard things, I want you to go listen to Maverick City Music's Promises. That is my go-to kitchen cleanup song right now. And I would love to know what your kitchen cleanup song is because we all have one. We have that song that when everyone else is away and we're the only ones home, we shout out to Alexa to play that one song. We turn it up. We sing at the top of our lungs and that's our song. Now, my song in the past has been a song by Beyonce. And this was my kitchen cleanup song. I'm looking it up right now to tell you the title because I can't ever remember that song. Let's see. Irreplaceable. That was my kitchen cleanup song before Maverick City Music's Promises. I know. I mean, they're, I know, totally different. There's a big discrepancy there. I know that. But anyway, I'm just sharing with you that's my song is it, it talks all about God's faithfulness and 
I love it when my kids are in the room and I play that song too. I don't always just play it when everyone's away. So I do play it with them around, but I try not to sing. They don't like for me to sing. And, you know, teenagers, everything gets on their nerves. So right now singing is like number one, get on my LP three's nerves. So I'm trying not to do that with him around, but turn it on, get, get Alexa to play Maverick city music's promises and you, you will love it. I promise. I promise that you'll love promises. How about that? Okay. We are going to talk about today, several things. We have some questions, comments from listeners that we're going to talk about, which is always fun. But before we do that, I ran across something on Instagram that I wanted to share with you. And it's from, it is from a, an account that talks about marriage. Let me see. Marriage Savers. That's the name of this account. It's a sponsored post that just came across my feed. And I thought this was so cute. So it's talking about 10 steps to improve your listening. And this is between you and your partner. And it says listening wholeheartedly is one of the greatest gifts we can ever give our spouse. I think of I think all of us would agree listening is the best, or at least one of the best ways of saying I love you. And after I read these, I showed my husband and I don't know, I think he thought that I was trying to hint around to him. I don't know, but I, I just said, look, I need to read this every day for myself because I spend a lot of time talking every day. That's just, that's what I do. I spend a lot of time on Zoom calls and talking and talking to my children. And maybe you do too, I don't know. But this, these are the 10 steps to improve your listening. And I thought this, some of them were kind of funny to me. Okay, number one is stop talking and listen. <laughs> which that is the obvious. Stop talking and listen. Number two is give your spouse your full attention. Number three, quiet the conversation in your head. Number four, clarify what your spouse wants from you. And number five, avoid interruption. Sometimes that's, you get, your mind gets ahead of you, I think. And Oh my goodness, I don't like it when I interrupt people. It's embarrassing. So number six is listen empathically and show you care. Number seven, engage with your mate. Number eight, avoid turning the focus of the conversation onto yourself. Number nine, make your mate a priority by listening without being distracted, which I mean, a lot of times I think when our husbands get home from work, we're in the kitchen, trying to get dinner, or if school's in session, homework, running kids to practices, lessons. It's just, it's usually pretty busy when they walk in the door, but trying to make them a priority is important. Okay. And number 10, I wish I had a drum roll for this because this is kind of funny. Again, is what it says. Again, stop talking and listen. So apparently we need that twice on this list. So two out of 10 of these are stop talking and listen. I remember when BFF Susan and I, I think it was one of the first podcasts that we recorded and we talked about Rob Lowe being on the Today Show with Hoda. 
or Hoda and Jenna, they were talking about, I can't remember exactly. I mean, it's been, I can't believe it's been almost three years ago since this podcast began. And again, thank you so much for supporting this show and seeing it through all the twists and turns and transformations. And it's been so much fun and fun to get to know you. Back to Rob Lowe. So Rob Lowe talked about what men really want for, from women. And one of the things that he said was they want, when they first walk in the door, they want to hear good news. And Susan and I were talking about how, you know, a lot of times you're so tempted when they walk in the door, you're just so tempted to unload negativity from the day, I guess. You want to unload the stress of your day? I don't know. I mean, it's not always negative. Some days are just fabulous and you want to unload that too. But that was the one thing that he said that he wanted to hear good news when he walked in the door. And so I try to be aware of that. When my husband walks in, I try to throw good news out immediately. And you, I mean, you can tell he always smiles when he hears good news. We all smile when we hear good news. All right, now we're going to move on to our questions from listeners. Before I do that, I want to read a quick disclaimer. My disclaimer is I'm a coach, not a therapist. Always seek the support of a therapist for clinical mental health issues. Okay, we'll get started now with a question, shuffling all these papers around. A question from Mina from Tori, Utah. So Mina says, hi, Mina. Mina says, hi, I'm a homeschool mom to two girls ages six and nine. And I'm wondering why you are not homeschooling your children at the present. I've heard you talk about homeschooling, but also heard you mention school. Yes, Mina, I did homeschool at one time. And I am not homeschooling at the present. So our boys are in school. We love their school. We think that it is exactly where they need to be. And when the girls were younger, we felt like homeschooling was exactly where they needed to be for several reasons. And I'll say this, I, I am pro homeschool. I'm pro and I'm also pro public school, pro private school, pro classical school. <laughs> I'm pro all of the forms of education because I think that you have to do what's best for your family and every child is different. So our older two, it just allowed for much more flexibility for them. Our oldest is very musical. She was in the theater and she, we traveled a good bit at that point and and they play tennis. I had a knitting coach that would come in. I had math tutors. It just, it worked. It all worked for us at the time. We had a great support system. They were involved in a classical program and it just worked. It worked beautifully. And then at one point, our second daughter decided that she wanted to go to school full-time. They both went to a classical school part-time that she wanted to go full-time. And so we did that. I mean, we just, we have been very flexible and tried to do exactly, we tried to meet the needs. We have, we are still trying to meet the needs of each child. And so I think that you just have to be willing to pivot. You can't be rigid. 
with, with your strategy, <laughs> with education. You have to be willing to pivot because not everything is going to work for everyone. And what works for you right now may not work for you six months from now. So just remember that. And I am here to encourage you and support you, Mina, because I do love homeschooling. I would not take that, that time back that I had with my girls for anything in the world. The boys have also asked to homeschool and we just feel like they're in a great situation that's perfect for them. And it's perfect for me, Mana. So anyway, um, I wish you the best. I'm, I'm just, I'm pro all forms of education. I really am. So, okay. The next question is from Kate in Rushville, Illinois. Hello, Heather. I have twin daughters who just turned 12 and started their period three days after their birthday within a few hours apart. Bless your heart, Kate. <laughs> I know that we laugh about that being a Southern saying, bless your heart, but I really mean it, Kate. Bless your heart because that's a lot. Two girls who start their cycle at the same time within hours apart. That's just, whoa. I mean, that I can't imagine what that day was like for you or the days leading up to that with the hormone levels changing. <laughs> Do you drink wine, Kate? I don't, oh my goodness. Okay, that's a lot. Okay, so let me get back to this. <clears throat> Excuse me. They are both competitive swimmers and don't want to sit out that time of the month. Both refuse to try tampons, and I don't think it's hygienic for them to be in the pool. You have girls too. What are your thoughts? Okay, initially, my thought is this, Kate. <laughs> I cannot believe I'm talking about this. I never dreamed I would be talking about something like this publicly. So that's, that's my first thought on this. I can't believe I'm having this conversation, but we're going to just, we're going to dive in. All right. So my first thought is this, I would not push the ta tampons. I think that's a very private, personal decision for them to make. And some women never choose to use tampons and that's fine. And some of these young women, young ladies, they, they, use tampons right out of the gate the first day that they start their cycle. So it's really a personal preference. So I think that should be left up to them if you're comfortable with that. And then I also have to say that now it's so different now than it was even 10 years ago because you have all these great options. You have these period panties that are leak leak proof. I know you can buy these on Amazon. I mean, wouldn't that have been fabulous if we had those years ago? And they also make swim bottoms that are leak proof. As long as I had those and I knew that they function properly, I would not worry about the hygiene. If that, if your girls feel well enough and are up to swimming, if this is what they want to do, I would let them go. I would let them swim. So I, I just, I know at that age, I did not feel well for a few days initially when I first started my cycle. So if they are ready to dive into the pool and swim laps or compete, yay for them. I just, that, that's my take on it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that hold me back if I were you. So 
I hope I've answered that question. Gina. Okay, the next question is from Gina. Gina does not give her location and that's okay, Gina, that's fine. All right, hi, I'm about to lose it because my 14 year old LP, as you say, daughter is making fun of me all the time. It really hurts my feelings and makes me feel unloved in every way. I haven't told her that I'm sad and my husband thinks I'm making a big deal out of nothing. What would you do? Well, Gina, I don't want to hurt your feelings, <laughs> but I think you need to laugh. I think you need to laugh with your daughter. I think that if your daughter is making fun of you, just laugh along. Ride the belly laugh train. You will release all these endorphins. You will bond over the laughter, I promise. And you are also teaching her to not take life so seriously. People are so serious now. Everybody's worried about hurting everyone's feelings. People don't laugh about anything anymore. It's so sad to me. And our 20-year-old has informed me that people in their 20s do not joke around. Now, I don't know if this is the case across the board. I certainly hope not. I hope not. But she says that people don't joke around. They don't laugh about things. And even, you know, I mean, growing up, our grandparents would joke around with us and tease us. Coaches would laugh and tease you at school. I mean, that just, that meant that you were well-liked. That's what that meant. That meant that people cared about you. They liked you. I know in our home, our two boys tease me constantly. They laugh at everything and tease me. And my husband does as well. And so I don't know if you've ever read that book, Honey Bunny, Funny Bunny. It's a Dr. Seuss book and PJ Funny Bunny he is always playing tricks on his little sister and painting her face at night while she's asleep and doing all these things to her. And she complains about it. And I think the mom tell, bunny tells her not to do that. And he tells PJ not to do that anymore. And so he stops. Well, when he stops, then the, the little sister is sad because she realizes that it meant that PJ funny bunny really loved her. And she misses the times that he teased her and played tricks on it, her. And so my whole point is that your daughter loves you. She's trying to have some fun with you. So lighten up, Gina. It's like my youngest was laughing today about Karen. And if your name is Karen, I'm sorry. I don't know how this joke got started. I would have never started this joke, but he was talking about what Karen looks like and he hasn't encountered a Karen himself because he thinks that they're in more populated areas but he was telling me that Karen's cause a big ruckus and he was telling me that somebody that we know has a haircut like Karen so that's how we got it all we got started in the conversation don't don't be like don't be so serious he basically described Karen as being very serious and taking everything to heart and don't be like that. You're not like that, Gina. I know that because you're listening to this podcast. You are a fun lady. You're fun and you are lighthearted and you are going to 
after listening to this, the next time your daughter says something to you, agree with her and just start laughing. I know we were riding in the car the other day and I said a word, I guess I haven't used this word before in front of my boys, but I think I was just with the youngest and he said, what? I'm sorry, mom. What did you say? And I repeated it. And he said, I've never heard that word before. And the more I said, he goes, oh, you mean. And then he said the word correctly. And I said, you know, and he was dying, laughing and teasing me about it after that. And I said, you know, that's the way that I said it growing up. I'm from a small Mississippi town on the Mississippi River. And my mother said it that way. But instead of getting getting angry and fussing at him, I just laughed right along with him. And then, yeah, we just, we have situations like that all the time. Just laugh, laugh, laugh. And I know when a a situation gets very tense and uncomfortable, I always try to make a joke to lighten up, to get everybody to lighten up and to just diffuse the situation. Now it doesn't always work, but I do try to do that because I don't like a real tense situation. What is it? I've read something somewhere that it said, if something serious is happening, don't look at me because I'll laugh or something. I mean, that is me. I'm going to try to joke about something to make it less serious. So anyway, Gina, life's too short, sissy. Let's, um, let's lighten up. I promise you just try it. Try that with your daughter and see what happens. The next time she teases you start laughing, agree with her and laugh. Don't get defensive because when you teach, when you get defensive, you're teaching her to get defensive and you don't want your LP, your little precious carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders all the time. So serious. So let's all laugh. Let's have a good time. Okay. The last one today is from Sarah from Warren City, Michigan. Hello, Heather. My 15-year-old son wants to sit and play video games all of the time. He's not old enough to drive, but I've offered to take him and he refuses. I've offered to take him to activities. I've offered to take him to activities, but he refuses. Okay, Sarah, so we're, we all are dealing with this right now. And this is something that I did not deal with, with our older two. So this is kind of new. I think the gaming systems have been around forever, but now you're right. These boys, they want to sit in front of their games. They want to get on FaceTime with their friends, talk about the games, I don't know what all they're doing, but uh, I will, I agree with you. It's not good. I want them to be more active and communicate more. And I like in person, not just FaceTime. I want, I want to see them interact together. So what I'm doing is I am any activity that becomes available I sign them up for (laughs) anything that I think that they will enjoy. I know today our 13 year old went to a basketball last minute basketball clinic. So anything that comes up, yes, we want to do it. Now I'm also last night, I told him that we are going to invite some friends over next week to play card games. And he immediately 
responded by saying that this is 2022. And I realized that. I realized that, Sarah. I know it's 2022. But we, I am all about games from the 1900s. I'm okay with that. I'm good with games. And I told him that. I said, we're going to play some games from the 1900s. And he played all these card games at sleepaway camp last week. So he came home. We've been playing them at night. I don't know if he's embarrassed to bring this up with his friends or not, but I just said, we're going to get some pizza. We'll have some snacks. We'll play some card games. You can play basketball outside. We're going to do some different things. We can swim, but just have, invite these boys. Yeah, son. Invite his friends over, have him invite his friends over and, and entertain. You can do that. You can entertain. So I wouldn't just plan to take him places away from your home. Bring the fun to your home and just be willing to do whatever it takes. I am, I'm ready. I'm ready to do whatever, but for me, for our home, sitting on video games, Netflix, it's just not acceptable. I don't think it's good for them. It's not healthy. And that's, I agree with you, Sarah. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Those are my su suggestions. I am all about good old-fashioned common sense with going through these questions. So that's where we are. Okay. I love y'all. Jesus loves you even more. I cannot thank you enough for being here with me today. I think of you. I miss you. And I can't wait to get together with you again soon. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything. Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF, Facebook at LifeCoachBFF. And also, we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.